Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. Four women born in four different decades on a mission to help you eat right, get strong, and feel confident in your body. We have all struggled with our body image and confidence at some point, which is why we came together to create this podcast, to remind you that no matter how old you are, you can do this. All you need is support and us, your four empowered besties, to help you crush it on your health and fitness journey. Join us each week for an episode packed on not just what to do, but how to actually do it. We share the crap that no one else talks about because you deserve to succeed and we love keeping it real. Whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, or beyond, we got you covered. From four badass women to another, know that we love you, we appreciate you, and you deserve to feel good in your body. Now let's dive in. And welcome back to another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. And I am your host for today, Sarah, and I have my three beautiful assistants accompanying me today, Kim, Marcy, and Samantha, or Sam. I don't know why I always have to do this, Samantha. That's me. I think it's from Bewitched. That's where I got my name. Yeah. Is that really how you got your name? Yeah, my mom used to love that show, and she oh, named me. I didn't even know that. Wait, you didn't? I didn't know that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, well that makes that makes sense actually. How have you been? What's going on in people's like personal lives? Share some share some news. <laughs> Silence. I'll go. Sam, you've got big news. Yeah, I have news. I'm a mom, a puppy mom, a, mo- a puppy mom. Um, yeah, Kurt and I picked up Heffy from a shelter in Tennessee uh, last week, and it was amazing. Actually, we didn't pick him up at the shelter. The woman drove to a Dollar General, and we did the deal in a Dollar General parking lot. So <laughs> I got my dog. He's a German Shepherd. He's three months old from the Dollar General in the middle <laughs> of East Bumfuck, Tennessee. <laughs> How funny. Yeah. So he's been a great handful. <laughs> and his dog mom life, everything you thought it would be? You know, truly, I had no expectation. I was like, oh, I'll just figure it out. And I'm like, yep, that's exactly what I'm doing. He's peeing on things. He's biting everything. He's like fake poop. He's like, oh, I got to poop. And then he doesn't poop. And then like, oh, I want to play. And then like falls asleep mid-play. And he's just a spaz. But it's good. It keeps, um, keeps me on my toes. It sounds like most humans, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. I'm like, except for the peeing on things. Yeah. (laughs) It's just socially acceptable for the dog to be like this. (laughs) There may be someone that that does that. Who knows? Yeah. But that's all, that's all that's new for me. Just, uh, just trying to like learn the ins and outs and my sleep schedule is totally off. Uh, my workouts, nutrition, like everything is changing. Cause like my day is now so like upside down. So getting up at like five 30 in the morning, who am I? Uh, that's weird. Who are you? Oh my I day. Know. I know. It's good though. One day at a time. Uh, ladies, Massey Kim. Um, so what's new with me? I spent the whole past week um, whipping up a surprise for my son. So my three kids decided to, on the spur of the moment, go visit their grandparents in Tennessee. I gave them my van and they drove to Tennessee. So that's like 10, 12 hours. They spent the whole week there. And the day he left, I said to my husband, we should redo his bedroom. So my middle son, we've never really redone his bedroom since childhood. And it's a little on the kids. Well, it was. And, so, and it was also a disgusting mess because he's a teenage boy. 
And so we got the whole room, like I cleaned and cleaned and cleaned. We hired a painter, the paint, I called my painter. I'm like, can you come right away? He came, he painted, we did curtains. So we totally, when he got back, he walked in, he's like, what? He was really excited that we totally redid his space um, in the space of a week. That's oh amazing. Like this yes. needs to be said again, like mom, I have to say mom, because that's what you do, but mom, mom of the, mom of the <laughs> you really are like. Ooh, for real. You're so thoughtful. Oh, that's nice, guys. The I will tell you the hardest part for me is because I share my whole life on stories. I couldn't say anything about what I was doing last week because he watches my stories. And so I was like so busy and just had lots of funny stuff. And I'm like, I can't say any of this. <laughs> I was like, it was weird. <laughs> oh my God. That's so yeah, see, he's thrilled with the new space. Much more What's grown the, up. Is there like a theme or colors or what? Uh, the theme was I'm not a little child anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> so it's just nice. He has his own thing. So he collects like fishing memorabilia and like hunting stuff. And so like we kept all of his stuff and just displayed it in a better way with like more grown up curtains and paint and bedspread and stuff. So that's so um, cool. Yeah. So good. So that's and what I did all last week. Ken, did you decide what you're going to do with your office? I am working on that. Does, you know, I, so I don't know, ladies, if you saw my stories, um, my husband is moving out of this office. He's going to move upstairs. We're putting an office upstairs. And so all of the stuff behind me goes and I finally can like paint and I'm going to use back there. I'm going to make it like a nice studio for podcasting and YouTube videos. And I'm terrible at design. It's just not my skill set. So I asked on my stories. I got a lot of ideas like nice and light and bright. So I don't know exactly. Something nice and light and bright, some pretty furniture. And I don't know. Plants, so plants girl, plants. Plants. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what color I'm going to do. It's something light though. I don't know. If anybody has any great ideas, let me know. Sam, you're good at design. What color should I paint my office? Um, good on camera. Yeah. Like a nice, I mean, you want to go light because the lighter you go, the bigger the room feels. So, um, yeah, I feel like I'm in a cave right now. It's like yeah. this terracotta color and I hate it. I've hated yeah. it since the day I moved into this house. Yeah. Paint that shit. You got it, girl. That's going to be so exciting. <laughs> yeah. Exciting. Exciting. Marcy. Oh, so boring. I don't really have a whole lot to report. I took all last week off of training, which I do once or twice a year. I just felt like my body was ready for it. So despite doing home workouts, I've been working really hard at home. So yeah, I did that and I start my new program today, which I'm actually a little apprehensive about. I saw, I like, I opened it up. I'm like, Ooh, I don't know about this. So <laughs> Why? I'm really, I'm really having to practice, you know, detachment and trusting the process and not letting my ego get in the way, which I've done in the past where I look at a program, I'm like, this doesn't look like enough. I have to do more. And then I add all of my own stuff to it mm -hmm. and totally bastardize the whole thing. So this well, is going to be an... Is it, is, it just, huh? is it just purely down to that, that you just don't think it looks like there's enough volume in it or yeah it yeah it's so I have trained four days a week for as long as I can remember um I did Brett Contreras's programs for off and on for a couple of years that are three days a week but I would always add extra band workouts or something and this is only three days which yeah I haven't lifted only three days or like only done three days of something for years um I really prefer four days a week and like an upper lower split. And this is two full body days and then one just body weight, like metabolic conditioning with lunges and push-ups and pull-ups and dips and all this oh. weird shit. 
So yeah, it's, it'll be interesting. I'm hoping I talked to my coach yesterday and I didn't tell him how I was feeling. I didn't want to be like that annoying person because he can get kind of annoyed. <laughs> um, so I was just like, yeah, it looks great. Uh, I'm hoping that I only have to do it for like three to four weeks until I decide to go back to my gym and then I can go back to like, cause it, I don't have a whole lot to work with at home. I don't have cables. I don't have any machines. And was um, that the driving force behind changing it to the three days? I, I think so. Cause like we had been, I mean, he's been writing my programs at home for the past couple of months and he was able to do an upper lower split. He's all about lower volume, but higher intensity. So he doesn't like what he calls the junk volume, which is what I love. Like all the extra <laughs> lateral raises and bicep curls and, you know, that's stuff that's like not really doing a whole lot and could be actually hindering your recovery in the long term, but it's just fun to do because it gives you the pump. Um, so yeah, he was making it work. And then this time he's like, yeah, I just, uh, he didn't use the term like muscle confusion. It wasn't that, but just like a novel stimulus, which I can see can, it can be beneficial, you know, and maybe, maybe I'll enjoy it because I've got a lot of other stuff going on just work-wise and sometimes training four days and having to put that mental energy into thinking about your lift because you know it's going to be hard can be a little bit draining. So yeah, who knows? Maybe this will be a good break and I'm just overthinking it. Well, you'll have to keep us posted after. I'll keep you posted. I like the term uh, novel stimulus. I do. I don't use that in my life, but I'm going to start. Right? I know. It can apply for anything, really. I mean, well, a lot of things. (laughs) It's such a novel stimulus. <laughs> yeah, way it's better like than muscle version. Yeah, totally. It's like so, getting yeah. Ghirardelli hot chocolate instead of Swiss Miss. That's <laughs> a novel stimulus. <laughs> mm. I don't know. That was a different language to me. Delhi, Swiss, what's going on now? Um, well, thank you for sharing all of that. And I've just realized that I've asked you all that question. And I don't know what's new in my life, really. Um, I'm working on a course right now called Inferior No More, which is kind of exciting. And- um, Kind of exciting? Very exciting, you know? Yeah, that's better. Very exciting. Um, And yeah, life is just kind of ticking along. I have got some stuff going on in the romance department, but I'm not gonna talk into that anymore right now. That is for another time, I feel. Um, We should do a relationship episode. (laughs) Or like talking about that at some point in the future that, that, be interesting let's, let's make it really mystical yeah talk about this thing yeah <laughs> um so yeah but overall life is good the sun is shining in london so you know i'm happy things are things are ticking along but things are shifting in certainly here in the uk and i'm not totally up to date with where the united states is because i know it's different in every single freaking state so it all gets very confusing but I think the general consensus seems to be that things are slowly starting to reopen. And I personally had a conversation with one of my clients last week, and she was just expressing that she was feeling kind of really quite anxious and nervous around getting back out into what is going to be this new reality. And she was kind of judging herself quite harshly for the fact that she didn't feel more excited about it Um, and this was kind of making her feel really quite crappy and putting herself under an insane amount of 
pressure to go outside and start, you know, jumping around and just trying to, you know, forget that any of the corona stuff, like, it, it has been as um, serious and stuff as it has. So I kind of thought, you know, um, there may be some of you out there that are in that zone yourself. So we thought this would be a really good conversation to have just to, you know, first of all, let you know that you are not alone. Second of all, to let you know that there is nothing wrong with you if you are experiencing kind of a lack of excitement about how things are shifting. So ladies, I would love to hear from you all. Um, kind of like, first of all, personal, like on a personal um, note, how are you feeling about the shifts and changes that are starting to happen in where you are? Can you go? <laughs> You look like you're ready to talk. We all have our mouths hanging open. Like, is it me? I just opened the floor. Sorry, I should have said someone's name there. <laughs> Gosh. So, ladies, I've you know I've kind of talked about this throughout the pandemic. Not a ton changed in my actual personal life because I work at home. I train at home. You know, so some things changed. Um, mainly that people came home to me, right? My house is full. So for me, the big change now is not like, okay, I have to go back to my office or, or those kinds of things. Um, for me, it's going to come what we talk later, like all of my clients, like how am I managing their stress around it? Um, I will say one of my kiddos who does, you know, typically work outside the home has a lot of anxiety about going back to work um, uh, and dealing with the public with like the new like masks and like, you know, just he felt very secure being here during this sickness um, and has a little bit of anxiety about heading back into the public in such a, like, I'm touching your stuff and now you're touching me kind of, kind of way. And I think a lot of people are feeling that way. Yeah, a hundred percent. And thank you for sharing because obviously you've got a different perspective to the rest of us and you've got children in amongst all of this as well. So that kind of gives you a different insight into what their fears might be actually. Sam, Marcy, who, what, what experiences, what you're saying? Yeah. Um, I think for me, what I'm noticing is that I haven't worked out, like I haven't lifted weights almost for the entirety of Corona. Um, like I've just been messing around and it's been really hard for me to work out, like really hard. Um, mm -hmm. And at the beginning, I was trying to like force it to happen. And I think over the past few months, I've just kind of accepted that right now, it's just not, it's not happening. Like I'm walking a lot and I've been doing some running and like playful stuff, but like there's part of me that's like, Sam, you're so strong. Like you lift weights. This is who you are. Like my identity is kind of getting questioned because being being a strength or performance like athlete you know um being a strong person is like who I am and I haven't been actually like doing the things to remind myself I'm strong in in the physical sense so that's been a little bit of a just like you know I'm just getting curious around it I guess um because it's it's a new space for me I haven't gone this long without lifting weights but at the same time, my body feels and looks probably the best it ever has. It's very strange to me, um, but I'm, I'm okay with it. But I am excited to like get back into the gym and have that space to just practice like getting strong again. 
So that's kind of how, that's where I'm at. I'm like very, okay, like it is what it is. And if I was to force myself to lift weights, I think it would be, it just wouldn't be good. I just don't have like that mental energy right now. So that's kind of where I'm at. Do you have a gym opening date, Sam? No. And I canceled my gym membership. So I have no idea. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. Um, So I was really just enjoying not going. And I, I mean, we can't anymore. So I don't know. I think I'm just going to ride it out. See, you know, when stuff opens, I might go, go check it out, but I'm just doing what I can. I'm like really working on my relationship with food and self-care and having fun and walking and like doing some body weight stuff. If it feels good, some stretching, but this is definitely a new time for me. I've never experienced something like this. I mean, no one has, but it's at least in my physical, you know, my physical strength. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so good. So, can you examine, like, your identity, which is pretty major? Totally. I love yeah. it. Um, and I, have, I actually haven't really lifted anything since lockdown. So, I've got some very light weights at home, but I've not really done anything, like, massively with them. And honestly, like, when my gym reopens, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I want to train with a mask on, if I'm being completely honest so it'd be interesting to see what the kind of um you know restrictions and stuff are going to be and how they feel Martin. yeah i have mixed emotions similar to kim i mean my life did change i should say because i was still training some clients in the gym and that basically stopped overnight so everything transitioned completely online which is what I have been wanting to do for a long time anyways, and was having a difficult time just like making the leap. One, because I've been doing it for 12 years and it's felt comfortable and safe and all that bullshit stuff that we tell ourselves, even though, like, let's be honest, I've never really enjoyed doing it. Mm -hmm. And I think that was part of it. And then also, um, you know, the recovering people pleaser, codependent in me, feeling bad for my clients who have been with me for so long and who I know don't have a home gym or wouldn't feel comfortable going somewhere else or even having a new trainer. So I've always, or I've been staying in this environment, even though I know it's not making me happy and if anything, it was taking away from my quality of life quite a bit. Like if Corona helped me realize anything it's that what I have been doing was so not in alignment with you know how I want to live like my authentic self all of that so I've but like I'm also a homebody so it's like yes I got kicked out of the gym but nothing else really changed um I miss going to the movie theaters I miss being able to you know go out to a restaurant if I wanted to Um, But other than that, like, I am perfectly content being at home. So it's Mm. been nice. And I've really enjoyed working from home. I've been enjoying, like, not having to wake up to an alarm and just having more, like, I guess, leisure time, not feeling like I was always running around with a chicken with my head cut off, like going from one thing to the next and just never feeling settled. So I guess I have a decision to make, which is, do I go back? If I do go back, how is that going to look like? And there are a couple of people who I genuinely 
enjoy training in person, like their friends. I, I, I like their company. Um, I kind of want to go back just so I can have access to the gym. I don't have to pay a membership <laughs> anywhere because <laughs> it's a good gym. Like it's, it's private. It's right on the trail. It's right by my house. Like there are incentives to it. So yeah, but I also know that there are some people who I don't want to work with anymore and I'm going to have to have that difficult conversation. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like where I'm at with work. As far as going back out into public, I've been slowly doing that. So going for walks with friends outside, meeting friends for coffee. I went to my family's house a couple weeks ago. That was fine. Um, you've seen ones that I haven't seen for months. And then I've gone out to eat a couple of times and I've, I felt safe. Like I have not been overly concerned. I go to the grocery store quite frequently. And I think that initial fear for me has kind of worn off and not to say that I'm not being responsible. I am, but I know that I have a tendency to, to worry about things and it takes away from the piece of the present moment. So just saying, you know what, I'm going to control what I can control and the rest that I can't like, so be it. So at some point I need to start living my life again, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think that is the, you know, the realization for everyone that the kind of almost the Corona bubble that everyone has been in. I think there's been a lot of people that when it kind of happened, they were able to just, um, put aside stuff that maybe they were dealing with pre-corona and everything was just like, well, I can't do that now because, you know, this has happened and I'm locked down. So there's almost like, okay, well, I don't need to think about that now. And now that things are starting to open up and real new rea reality is starting to hit in, people are like, oh, okay, so I can't just stay at home for the rest of my life. And I am actually going to have to go back out into like the real world and start dealing with people again I guess um so and in terms of like I obviously mentioned the conversation I'd had with one of my clients have you had any of your clients like expressing worries or fears um about getting back out Kim let's go to you first yeah I've had people who have ha they have serious concerns about what's going to happen and um at this point from lots of different angles I mean obviously the most obvious from client to coach, like talking about the gym, like, do they feel comfortable going back? I, you know, I, I pulled my email list um, and I was shocked. I don't remember. I don't know. I figured out the percentages, but there was a very high percentage of people who have no intention of returning to the gym. Like they are going to get equipment as it becomes available and they are going to work out at home. And they said they would have never done that. They didn't think they were like home workout kind of people but now they don't feel comfortable going. So I have clients in that vein. They're like, I don't feel comfortable going. Or like you said, Sarah, like, I don't know if I'm going to like a gym environment where I have to wear a mask. Although I will tell you our gyms just around here, we got to notice like my husband's gym just reopened. Well, it's going to open next week and they're not requiring masks during training. They're requiring masks when you're not training. Like when you're walking around the gym masks, when you're actually lifting, you can take your mask off. So that was good to hear. What's that Marcy? Same with my gym. That's what he's. Yeah. I think, I think that's probably, um, good for people to hear because I wouldn't want to lift with a mask on. I don't like going to the grocery store with a mask on. I get claustrophobic. I don't like that. Um, that's what I'm so, most excited about is no more mask going to the grocery store. Yeah. I don't know when that's ever going to happen. I sometimes, yeah. I, I wonder like how long, 
you know, is this just a cultural shift? This is what we're going to do for like the foreseeable future. I, I think it might be like, I really I, think it might be. Yeah. Um, so that's a big one, but you know, even things like what Marcy was saying about reevaluating, like how they led their lives before, like a lot of people have come into like this place of this shift and like, I actually really hate hated my office. I hated going there. I didn't even know how much I hated it. And now that I'm away from it, like, I don't want to go back. And like, wow, what a shock, like to think about like how their life was set up. And now they're feeling all kinds of pressure about like going back to work. And, you know, it's really affecting, like, are they stress eating now? Like, because they, this, the fact that they now have to go back to this place that they didn't realize how much they hate, but it's their job. And who's trying to lose their job right now? Right guys? Like, yeah, well, that's it. That That's dicey. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot for people to try and manage um, mm -hmm. for you to be able to help them through. I mean, you know, all praise that they've got you to kind of give them the outside perspective. And I think that's, you know, when, when we're kind of in our own heads trying to piece, you know, figure stuff out, we can really like the thoughts can gain momentum and it can get really blown out of proportion. So whether you work with a coach or you make sure you've got somebody in your close circle that you can just word vomit and get all of this out and try and get somebody just to help you piece your way through it. But for the love of the Lord, please do not just keep it inside your own, your own head and think that you're going to be able to think it, think it through yourself and think to the solution. You need to get some kind of outside perspective. Ladies, Sam? I am Samantha. Um, yeah, I've had a lot of conversation with my clients about this. And I think something, a few things that were coming up, um, that Corona was a a barrier for people to taking action mm -hmm. um so what i mean by that is one of my clients and i had a call this morning and she was telling me about she's like well once corona's done i'm going to and yeah. then like and i think that it's a metaphor for how so many people live their lives mm -hmm. waiting for the timing to be right when in fact like after corona there's going to be some other crapshoot you know, like, and, and I asked her, I was like, why not just do that right now? And there was like a solid 10 seconds of silence. <laughs> and I was like, I'm holding tight. I got to stay silent. And she was like, well, I guess I could. I was like, you don't really have another option. Like, cause we don't know how yeah. long it's going to last. Right. And it's yeah. like, we're, I think if you don't actively pursue the things you want, you're going to be waiting for the rest of your life for them to just fall into your lap. And uh -huh. I think Corona is a great chance for people to really just start taking ownership of the life they want. Like mm -hmm. I've helped so, like so many of my clients have made life um, or career moves in this time. Even some of the people I do business coaching with, they're jumping into being an online coach at this exact moment when it can feel super, super scary. But I'm like, no, this is the time. This is the freaking time. Like, they're like, yeah, but what about all the unemployment? I'm like, someone else's unemployment doesn't affect your employment, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's just helping people, I think, focus on what truly matters and what matters is being happy. And yeah, so I think most of my clients were realizing that a lot of them were in a state of unhappiness, but they didn't even realize it. 
Like mm-hmm. they were in a little bit of denial. And when they had this new freedom and working from home and like flexibility, they're like, I just got my life back. So I think there's some of them are scared to totally go back into their routine. And I think the other thing is um, nervousness around going back into public and being judged again, feeling that judgment, like for their body, especially like body acceptance. A lot of my, you know, a lot of the women I work with are struggling to accept themselves physically um, Mm -hmm. and always trying to change something or not just like accepting where they're at. And so being in isolation has been wonderful for them in some regards and that they don't have anyone looking at them and, but they're looking at themselves. So that's pretty fucking hard. But now when they go back out into the real world, they're like, I don't, I have to get like, I have to like try again, you know, like, do I have to care? Some of them are having the moments of like, no, fuck that. I don't want, I don't care. I don't care anymore. Like it doesn't matter what people think. And some are still in the place of, I'm, I'm really scared. Like, I just feel like there's so much pressure to look a certain way or to do a certain thing. And so they feel that external pressure even more when they're able to go outside of their safety kind of like nest. And I feel the same way. It's, it's very, there's a duality to it. So I'm experiencing kind of that full spectrum myself and all my clients too. So yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Very insightful. Thank you so much for sharing. Marty? Yeah, it's really been a mixed bag, so to speak, for my clients. So quite a few already worked out from home or worked from home during this time. So it hasn't really been too much of a change. Um, I have one client who deals with very severe anxiety and I was checking in on her yesterday and I think for people with with anxiety even if part of it is social anxiety you know being able to get out and do things to kind of like get you out of your head can be really helpful so being cooped up even though you are technically safer there can be a little bit overwhelming so she's been having this real struggle with feeling cooped up and wanting to get out, but being so, so fearful of Mm -hmm. the world and what's going on and feeling very unsafe. So she just like threw out this laundry list of all the things that she's not ready to do. You know, like I'm not ready to go outside and not be six feet apart from people. I'm not ready to go to a restaurant. I'm not ready to go to the gym, like all these things. So yeah, she's having a really hard time with not feeling good right now because a lot of what did make her happy and what did ease her anxiety has been taken away from her. But at the same time, being incredibly fearful of what it's going to look like or what will happen if she chooses or when she chooses to start living her life again. Mm. So that's really the only person who I've kind of had to not want to say talk off the ledge, but just have that conversation with and really, you know, hold the space for kind of like Sarah was saying, allowing her just to talk it out and not pretending like I have the solution or the answers because none of us really do. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it's going to have to be a personal choice and you are going to have to decide, you know, do I want to stay inside where I feel safe or do I want to risk the potential of something happening if I go out there? So, um, 
Yeah, that is difficult. And then a couple of my other clients, they're all ones who are outside of the United States. So I have one in Australia, one in Dubai, one in Singapore. And as soon as things opened up, up they were like out, just basically living it up again, going out to restaurants, going to the gym without really a care in the world. You know, none of them mentioned to me, oh, I don't know if I should be doing this. They just, they went for it. And I think what's been coming up for a few of them who are a little bit more social is, I don't want to, it's kind of like the opposite of fear of missing out is essentially I've been cooped up for so long that I can hardly control myself. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've been, rest- it's kind of that, like what you would do if you were restricting on a diet, right? Like I've been eating chicken and broccoli for a month and all of a sudden my stress is high, my willpower is low and you know, I'm going to eat all the chocolate cake. So that we had to deal with that a couple of times of just, yeah, you went out and overdid it a little bit because now you have access to all the stuff that you didn't have access to and you're around your friends and the wine is flowing and whatnot. So um, having to kind of reprioritize, I guess, um, going on. It's different for everybody. Yes. It's like the pendulum. Mm-hmm. kind of swinging from one extreme to the other and actually people may experience that initial oh my god I don't want to do this so they stick, sit at one end of the pendulum and then as soon as they get out and actually maybe things don't feel quite as scary and as icky then it's like oh my god I'm free I'm just gonna go face down in cake and all of the things so I think it's really about working to you know find that middle ground to find that balance and what makes you feel best and you feel most comfortable and um, so yeah. on that so sorry with that, with that statement I just wanted to share something that happened to me that might resonate with you guys uh-huh. you know, like people listening but um like I live in the city you know I'm in Boston and um I always wanted to live in the city because I wanted to have freedom right like I wanted to have access and like I want to be able to go anywhere whenever I wanted. Well, obviously with COVID, it's like the inverse, right? It's like, if you're in the city, you're trapped. And when you're out of the city, you're like free to roam. And in me sitting with my own stuff and doing a lot of writing and like reflecting, I treated the city as a way to escape, right? I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, I want to just escape because I actually wasn't truly happy in the city. Like- Mm -hmm which I've always been like, oh, I'm a city person because like, I didn't grow up in the city, but I love having all of the things and like such a, like the deepest part of me is like scarcity. Like I need abundant, I need access to everything or else, you know, Mm -hmm. and it has really helped me like see that how much my scarcity like runs through like all things I do or say. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, even down to the fact that I can't walk to the grocery store anymore. Like we have to drive. And it like gives me anxiety because I'm like, oh my, I can't go grocery shopping for another week? What? Right? Like, I'm used to going to grocery store, like, every few days, but that's not real life for most people, and so it was this, like, aha moment of, wow, actually, the very thing that I thought I wanted to give me freedom was the thing that was keeping me trapped, and so, like, Kurt and I are going to be moving into, like, like, 10 minutes north, but it's in the forest. It's, like, a little safe haven outside of the city but I can't get anywhere without a car or like a bike and I'm so excited 
because I think that's the freedom that I wanted was like, I want to have a feeling of home and safety, which is like in my own home and then access to like nature. And it's like, that's really all I really wanted. But the whole time I was living in the city to escape from the thing. And it's like, it's the same concept as what we were talking about before with all of our clients feeling like they're, they weren't as happy or something. And then like realizing like, oh, wow, I actually wasn't happy. Like, that's kind of where I've been at. I'm like, wow, I've been feeling cooped up in this place and I didn't even notice it until COVID. <laughs> so yes, that's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, and also kind of maybe not really tuning into what feeling free actually meant yeah. for you. Like, what is that actual feeling? I think, I think that can be a big confusion when people kind of just say, yeah, I want to be free. But saying it isn't enough. You need to actually know what that feels like, or you're never going to know whether what you're doing is helping you achieve it. So always just like questioning everything. Is this is this really how I feel? How do I feel? Like all of the just question, question, question. That's so good that you've made that little uh, little discovery. Yeah, it feels cool. And I've been spending way. I think that's why I don't want to go to the gym because it feels trapped. Like yeah. what I was going to is very like it's a gym. It's not like a garage door with the open up and you get the fresh air. Like. I want to be outside. I want to like be able to be, I don't know. Yeah. So that was a kind of a aha moment. And I think a lot of my clients have had the same feelings of like what I thought was safety isn't actually the true safety that they were chasing, whether that's in food or in their gym or whatever. It's like, what does safety really mean? And like, what does security really mean to you? What does freedom really mean? And there's so many different ways to get that feeling. It doesn't, doesn't just come one way so yeah multiple ways to skin a cat i think is the saying is it, it is we believe that's a weird okay. saying who the hell skins a cat yeah. who does skin a cat where did that come from if you know where that comes from someone does out there unfortunately yeah. please do and that. they do it so often they need multiple ways yeah exactly. <laughs> oh my god animal <laughs> um so what i would love to do to kind of bring the conversation to a conclusion is um just to kind of go around and hear um one or two pieces of advice that you would give to anyone who is perhaps you know sitting struggling right now what would be some things that you would say to help them with this next part of you know whatever this whatever this is then going to look like actually kim sorry i keep doing that <laughs> just open the door <laughs> so you know I think one of the things that can um, cause the most anxiety in people is indecision, right? People like to have plans and they don't even necessarily realize that, what's they, that what they're missing is just a decision. And so I'm really a firm believer in just deciding because you can always change your mind some other time, right? And so making decisions with what feels right for you to do and saying, this is what I'm going to do for X number of, of amount of time. And that's, that's what I'm going to do. And there's just a sense of comfort and I have a plan, right? And so if what you decide is I'm not comfortable going to the gym yet, okay, well, what, what, what are you comfortable with? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this for the next four weeks and then I'll revisit it. And it's just a sense of like mental relief, like space has freed up in your brain because before you were constantly having these thoughts of what, what about this? Well, maybe I'll try that. And so just make a friggin' decision about whatever it is that's kind of got you bogged down right now. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'm. I think that's um, very important. And um, indecision is just—it's a torment. It know? is. Um, messy action. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Messy action. One hundred percent. Messy action. Pivot later. And just remember, nothing is nothing is permanent. 
Like, so, you know, you can, if you don't like it, you can dip your toe in the water and pull it straight back out again. Seriously. Mm -hmm. Uh, Marcy. I would say going back to like what we've really been talking about this whole time is do an honest audit of your past life, what you were doing before that really wasn't serving you, that didn't feel good, that was draining your energy, that was preventing you from living your best life. And of course, there are some things that maybe you can't change. So again, like controlling what you can control, but pivoting, adjusting where you can change. And even if that is scary and uncertain, but I, I mean, I can speak from experience. I, I held off on like taking the leap to leave my job that was making me miserable for so long. And now I realize how much of I, my life I was wasting being miserable and resentful and just like, not even like physically tired. I mean like emotionally and mentally tired because I was so unhappy. And then I think that even leading to like physical fatigue, it's like, I have felt so much just lighter and more at ease these past couple of months, despite the uncertainty, despite the stress, just because again, I feel like I'm living more in alignment with how I really want to, and I feel that sense of freedom. So going back to what Sam said, like, yeah, security can feel comforting, but not if it's actually keeping you trapped and keeping you unhappy. Like, that is a cage. Yeah. That is a freaking cage. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that, Marcy. Thank you. Samantha? Yeah, I think kind of writing off of Mar what Marcy said a little bit, um, for me, I think I've really just been like asking myself like why I'm doing everything. Like what's the actual reason behind it? Is mm -hmm. it just because that's what I've always done or is it because it's a habit or it's because someone told me I should be doing it? Um, or it's just like what I thought I was supposed to be doing. Um, and I think the biggest thing for me in the past few months is like letting go of control and really trusting um, like with, with everything in my life. Um, on like a macro level of trusting that it's all going to work out and that Corona is not mm -hmm. going to be forever um, on maybe a more zoomed in version, like trusting that um, I'm going to be okay, like emotionally, mentally, financially uh, in my business, like all those things um, with food, like, being able to control my, like, just let go and trusting that I'm good and I can sit in my house next to a pantry full of things and not eat at everything. Mm -hmm. um, and with work, even the workouts, like, that, this is really uncomfortable for me to not be working out, but I'm trusting, like, I'm just listening and I, it's okay. And, like, then, like, hiring team members and, like, letting go of control and having them do things not the way that I would be doing them and, like, like even down to that, stuff like that. So I think the, the theme for me lately has been trust um, in the timing of everything and, like, fully just trusting every morning, waking up, being grateful for what I have, but also excited for what's to come and, and trusting that, like, it's going to come at the time when it's right for me and when it's right for you, and when it's right for all of us, and I honestly think that that's what's been getting me, getting me through, and, like, helping me feel like I'm not just, like, getting by day to day, but, like, genuinely thriving most days, 
um, is, is letting go. And that's been as a control freak, yo, like that's been hard. <laughs> that's been hard, so hard, but it's serving me and it's been beautiful in all, all parts of life. So I'm just trying yeah. to go with it and not fuck it up. <laughs> I'm like, all right, just, it's okay. Control freak. Yeah. Demo. To all you control freaks out there, take, take note of what Samantha um, just said that as scary as it is, doing the scary thing, doing the thing that maybe you've been avoiding for your entire life is actually bringing in good things, good feelings, good results, all of the things. So like what Marcy said, it's like on the other side of it is always, it's always been good. It's like when I left yeah. the club in person, it's the same thing. It was like so fucking scary. You don't know. You're like, it feels like you're going to die. You're like, oh my God, I'm going to die and go broke. That was like <laughs> my worst nightmare. But I was like, I'm kind of already in my worst case scenario. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like only up from here and it's always worked out and I've survived all my life up until now. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Um, I think for me, what I would say to you all is to, first of all, just remove the pressure of the I shoulds from your life. So you don't need to do anything that you are not ready for. So just really give yourself grace on that and don't judge your how you are feeling, comparing it to how somebody else is feeling and dealing with things. Um, and also just really make sure that you are honoring how you feel and letting yourself, you know, listen to the messages that your feelings are trying to tell you and, you know, going with them and not trying to run from them and not trying to, you know, suppress them by eating or drinking or, you know, whatever your kind of thing is and just really tune into, you know, what is right for you and base all of your decisions on that. And, you know, work on your boundaries. Decide, decide, you know, within when you're meeting up with friends um, and, you know, going out for dinner, whatever, whatever's going to happen, make sure that you're very clear on what your boundaries are for yourself before you go to whatever the thing is that you're going to. And then just really work on practicing maintaining those while you're out. And if people are not prepared to you know, uh, respect your boundaries, then maybe you rethink spending time with those people um, again. I mean, it's actually, I'm really not great at setting boundaries, but you know, this whole thing is, is, is gonna be helpful for a lot of people if you can, you know, decide and then just practice and practice. Um, so that would be my advice. Ladies, thank you so much for this conversation. Um, for all of you listeners out there, I really hope this has been helpful. And please just remember, you are not alone in anything you are feeling. Um, and be sure to reach out to someone in your life or you know, to anyone that you feel that can give you the space to be able to open up and really say what is going on inside of you. And don't feel any shame or, you know, um, around doing that so till the next episode I bid you all a very fond goodbye goodbye ladies bye bye, bye. bye. all right that wraps up another episode of the decades of strength podcast Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. 
We know that life is crazy and time is precious and we really do appreciate you spending your time with us. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. We love you. We appreciate you. And we can't wait to hear what you think of this week's episode. Four women, one mission. We are the Decades of Strength. Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim. Catch you right back here for our next episode.